Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. It's now the time of the show where we search the planet, the universe, the seven seas for the buy of the week. Thank you, Wade. Um, yeah, oh, I have never personally used a Microsoft Surface Pro, but I have heard great things, uh, great reviews. They, they really have been, for example, in this particular review, which is about, I'm about to tell you, this was at Best Buy, and there were, let's see, uh, 4.8 out of 5 star reviews on this. And this is the Microsoft Surface Pro with a black keyboard. It's a 12.3 inch touchscreen. It comes with an Intel Core M3, 4 gigabytes of memory, 128 gigabytes of SSD, uh, and it's just a really, really good machine that, you know, if you're used to wanting to go with an iPad or an Android tablet or something like that, you might want to consider going this way. It comes with Windows 10 Home. Uh, it's got a 2736 by 1824 resolution, so you get high pixel density. Uh, again, 128 gigabyte internal storage, plus it comes with a micro SD slot. It's got dual core processors. It's got dual cameras for photos and face-to-face -face chat. Um, it comes with a Surface Pro type cover. And these, you know, these machines typically are very expensive. And this one, the retail was $959, but it is on sale today at Best Buy for $699. So you save $280. Uh, comes with, um, I don't know if you want to, it comes with uh, a year's worth of antivirus if you want to use that on it. But I am telling you, these are really nice machines. Microsoft makes a great system. Everybody loves uh, Windows 10. It's been a very successful system. And now you're talking about a device that's $259, almost $260, uh, cheaper than what it was not too long ago. So, uh, Marsha, have you? Pl I, I think you've played with a Microsoft I have Surface Pro. I have yeah. Oh, you have one. Okay, so one. tell us what you think. Yeah, I don't like the keyboard. So, you know, but I'm a writer. Okay. Not everybody else is a writer. Right. I, I don't want a clicky keyboard. I want a nice modern keyboard. And it just doesn't do it for me, but it does it for a lot of people. And most people don't have to write as much as I do. So, there right. you go. Right, correct. Correct, yeah. Uh, so, again, you can get this at Best Buy. It's the Microsoft Surface Pro with a black keyboard, 12.3 touchscreen. The model number is the PGJ-00001, uh, available again today, marked down from 959 to $699. Uh, it's a very good price. You can even get uh, their warranty if you want. Uh, an extended warranty for one year is $89.99. Uh, and that is our buy of the week. Well, I have to okay. tell you, Uncle Bill tweeted to us um, on Twitter, and he said, your data isn't even safe when you get hurt or sick. And they included a tweet uh, about the New York Fire Department. Uh, CBS New York tweets, data breach alert. Were you transported by the FDNY EMS at any time between 2011 to 2018? Oh, if so, you may be among... You may be among 10,000 people whose personal information has been exposed. If you think you've this been affected, crazy. let us know at desk at cbs2ny.com. And wow. there's more info links. So Uncle Bill just tweeted that to us. And I about want to say you, thank Bill. you and hello to uh, Linda Sherman, who has tasted hey, Linda. Uh, the hamburgers. And she's thrilled that she can see the veggies in it. 
in the Impossible yeah. Burger. And okay, Jim so Katzman says yeah. hi. Yeah, Jim, hey, Jim. Jim Katzman says hi. Yeah, no, I, I have to say, Marsha, they are really quite do- good. And uh, I kind of have that little bit of that thought in the back of my head, too. We don't know what we're getting here in terms of what's inside of it. But uh, they're good. Well, they I'm going to die in 20 years or so. You know, so I like I say go for it. Enjoy yourself if you really like so it. So go, you know. go for the full cow, right? Uh, yeah, that's what I figure, you know. Go go with it. Okay. I don't know. Just make yourself happy. That's all I really care about. I wanted you know to drop make... in. What? Oh, no. I was going to say, what makes us happy is Legos. You want to talk about Legos? Yeah, I was going to say two things that I just friggin' adore. Lego is making Braille bricks. Now, there's a yeah, real problem awesome. with blind literacy. Um, Believe it or not, I know nobody will believe this, but it's true. When I was in college, I volunteered at Lighthouse for the Blind in Florida, and I helped taught um, uh, Braille to sighted Mm. people whose family members were blind or had vision problems. And Braille is so important. And now they're making the little bricks, which I always thought, why didn't they make them as Braille numbers? And now young children can play together. They can spell. I think it's very cool. Second thing, Lego. Lego story. For those of you who love Friends, the TV show, in honor of the sitcom's 25th anniversary, they are having a Lego set um, with six Lego, seven Lego minifigures for the six lead characters, as Mm -hmm. well as Central Perk's barista, Gunther. Uh, Lego Central Perk set, Serious Nostalgia, recreates the sitcom's iconic cafe. The set contains a total of 1,070 pieces for $59.99. You got your Tiny Chandler, Rachel, Ross, Monica, Phoebe, Joey. And uh, it just is adorable, and that ought to be a lot of fun. So I, I know, wanted it, to mention that. I, I, and I like it, and, I, and I'm looking at the picture of it, and I think it actually is very cool. The only I want it on my thing, desk. <laughs> well, yes, but the only odd thing about it is if you think about it, Friends has now been, has it been 20 years? I, I, you know, I can't 25 what, years, it said. Oh, you said 25 years, right, okay. Yeah. So those people that were watching Friends weren't even at that point necessarily the target market for Friends. I mean, kids are typically, you know, Legos are 4 to 16, so now, 25 years later, how many people are going to buy a Legos friend set that are now 40 We're going to find out, aren't old? we? We're I know. It's interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's very cool. I have to say, it's very cool looking. And I definitely like the way it looks. I just, I don't know. I don't see myself buying a friend's Lego set. But more power to them. I love Legos, and I think they do some phenomenal stuff. So uh, I hope they sell a, you know, a billion It'll of them. It'll be fun. It'll fun. be fun. Yeah, they will definitely be I mean, be they've fun. got a Lego land. We don't uh, have, a, do Lego have a Lego land. land. We don't have they a do? Martian mark, mark land, so. What? Why yeah. not? Why not? All right. Somebody, have, one of our listeners, can you work on that? Because we, they, some, yeah. you know. Yeah, okay, I just want to recommend idea. a story that I've read in Wired, which, you know, um, in my books, they are in electronic form. But I've always said you can't really learn for them. Um, and people said, oh, you're old fashioned. You don't know what you're doing, blah, 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 right. blah. And Wired did an article called The Radical Transformation of the Textbook. Mm -hmm. Uh, Textbooks, as we know, in college are really expensive. I kind of think it's almost a scam because they update them and have to reprint them. And they have short runs, which is why they're so expensive. So moving to digital made a whole lot more sense financially for the students. But they've now found that they are finding that even though undergraduates prefer to read digitally, 
digitally, these preferences aren't actually showing positive or even equalness in terms of effect on comprehension. So uh, this. So there, you're it, saying that they, you don't comprehend as well using reading digitally as you do in a, right. a textbook. When it comes to things like pulling details, I'm quoting the story, key facts, numbers, and figures, participants are doing a lot better after reading in print. Not only do students retain less when reading digitally, this is great, they're more likely to overestimate how well they comprehended the material. Hmm. <laughs> you know, my immediate reaction to that, having you did it and I did it when we were in college, uh, that you tended with your textbooks to underline what you were reading so that and you could, right you know, in read, the border yeah and right in the border yeah and all those things that you don't really do digitally and i wonder if that has something to do with it because i could certainly I think see, it, wait yeah i think it absolutely does and and when i sign a book and somebody brings their book to me and it's dog-eared and it's got writing right. in it and the whole thing i know that this person has really studied uh, the book uh yeah the upshot of the article, I believe there's a time and place for digital, but educators need to be mindful of the time and place for using these resources. Rolling out these digital suites is not really the best for student learning. Yeah, I mean, I also, when I bought books at college, I was very excited to find ones that had a ton of notes in the, right, on exactly. the sides because somebody had already done the work for me. <laughs> Hopefully someone smart had done it because it was someone duller than dirt. You got a lot of stuff you didn't need. But, uh, yeah, no, that's true. I, I, I think that is different, and, and I wish there was some way that the textbooks were a whole lot cheaper, cheaper than they are. Well, you know, I really expensive. think if you print them out or you offer one that they can print out themselves or you can print out by chapter by chapter, it can be cheaper. It's the binding. It's the whole thing. It's the shipping. Right, it's the whole deal with the books that's the giant scam. According to ba Babson College, a 2018 survey, faculty awareness of, you know, open educational resources, which is uh, books that come free of charge, and for a small fee, cover enough for the printing in hard copy. Right. Uh, jump from 34% to 46%. So we got to do this. If you kids have kids in college, get on it. They need to have a printed copy if you really want them to learn the stuff. Now, right. if they're majoring in women's studies and are never going to do anything with their lives, go you. <laughs> well, you, exactly. I mean, here's the thing. If you, if, if you think about it, you know, there are plenty of books, best-selling books that have 300, 400, 500 pages that sell for what? You're an author, $25, $30 tops. Does that well, sound no, about mine, right? My books sell for 10, between 10 to $25. But the thing is, the educational market, because there's so many changes and they have new books done all the time, there's a You're whole updating. lot of waste. Right. You know, in the last edition. So it drives the prices crazy. So these OER I mean, materials, they'll give you a PDF with it and you can print that out yourself. Well, that would be nice because if you're talking about uh, – it's been a while since I've looked at a or paid, bought a college textbook, but they were typically, if memory serves me, $60, $80, $90. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, the prices yeah. are ridiculous. So uh, the question is, will the students then go out and print a 200-page you know, book uh, from a PDF file? But who knows? You know, there, there's got to be better well, ways Well, I don't know. I, you know, thinking back, I probably would have printed it out by the chapter. You know, right. like if the professor said, you know, read chapters, read chapter blah, two, blah, right. blah. And I'd print that out for the night and make my notes in that and print it as I needed it. 
Right. So I yeah. think I think that giving the option makes sense, but uh, we got to get back to reading hard copies. Period. There you go. All right. Uh, we, we've talked about for years how much RAM does your Windows need, you know, and for the most part, people feel like you get oversold when you go to a computer store and they tell you, oh, I need five gig of RAM to do something or make sense. So how much RAM do you actually need? Oh, it really depends what you're doing. You want to do this story? Uh, Sasha Mehta has definitely uh, sent us a couple of tweets. Thank you very much, Sasha. Um I have to tell you, I'm using a computer right now that has 16 gigabytes of RAM, which seems to be ridiculously Overkill. way too much, <laughs> right. way too much, right? But it's not. I've got about 20 tabs open on my on my browser. I have Skype running with you. I right. have the connection, Source Connect to Wade in the studio. Yep. Lots of stuff going on on my computer yeah. right now, and it isn't burping at all. I mean, right. we're not even going to talk about one gigabyte, two gigabytes, because that just isn't enough. And if you're running a 32-bit operating system, four gigabytes of RAM mm, will be about the minimum you need. If you're running a 64-bit operating system, you'll be able to access the entire four gigabytes, but 32-bit operating system can't even use it. Right. Uh, eight gigabytes, that's what I'd recommend as a nice minimum thing. But again, if you're like me, eight gigabytes of RAM is not expensive. Everything will work on it. It's fine. But if you're a glutton and you want to run everything at once, I've got to tell you that the 16 gigabytes of RAM is magic. You can run Photoshop. You can run everything all at once, and it just works. And I have Intel Optane memory on my HP computer. So it does a memory management thing and it's just incredible. So when you're buying a computer, I say invest all the money you can in RAM. Well, you yeah, it, more it's than not as expensive. It used to be very expensive. Every time you added a gig of RAM, it got overly costly. But today, as Marcia said, it's it's much cheaper than it used to be. Although, interestingly enough, uh, the one gig of RAM is the minimum system requirement for a 32-bit version of Windows 10. So in yeah, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want. Once you open up Chrome, remember Windows 10 has the Edge browser, and that's right. the one they want you to use. Yeah, Everybody uses Chrome. The minute you pop open Chrome, all your memory gets synced into Chrome. Yeah, no, you definitely right? need more. You know, especially if you're using uh, what they used to call them CAD programs or architectural programs or or even Photoshop programs. or Premiere Photoshop, Pro. Sure. Yeah, yeah, any of those. Yeah, so those Absolutely. are things that you you do want to uh, spend a little bit more money, and uh, that will. Yeah, and you can usually on a computer you can usually add RAM unless you're doing a uh, laptop, which is a little bit more difficult to add something to as opposed to a desktop. Well, just but, get uh, it when you buy it. That's what I'm saying. It's easy yeah. enough to uh, right. to add. Uh, you can add RAM later, but why not just buy it with the computer? Putting in a oh, new yeah. hard drive is easier. To me, right. than adding in RAM. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, no, that makes sense. No, I think so. Uh, you wanted to talk about Windows Defender? Well, you know, we've always laughed at Windows Defender. Ha-ha, ah that's that security pro program that comes in Windows, right? I use it, ah actually. I, actually so I use, use it, too. But the new news is what? You want to tell the new news? This is amazing. 
Well, uh, if you're talking about that, the uh, the Microsoft Security AV tested awarded Microsoft Security Solution its top score and top product award, uh, and that was a pretty good thing, I have to say. Cause, I mean, you can know, you believe it? Would you have ever ever thought of that? Would you have ever thought Windows Defender, which comes free with your computer, um, is one of the, is the top, the top yeah, product? Period. Well, Go it figure. changes. Yeah, and I, you know, it's very funny. This is back in the day, and we're going back to the old KVC days. But my name was on a package of web root software as recommending that, and it was Mark Cohen from KVC says, uh, now it's listed as the last best product of all the ones that they listed. So WebRoot, which had a really good reputation, and then, of course, there's Advast, uh, which was a good one, Bitdefender, Trend Micro Internet Securities, yeah. uh, Viper. Kaspersky. Oh, yeah, all of these. Yeah, Kaspersky, yeah, right. And all of those were not as good as the one that comes with your operating system, which is the Windows, uh, uh, Windows, Windows, what is it called? Windows Defender. Yeah, thank you, Windows <laughs> Defender, Windows <laughs> Defender. Yeah, I've got it running right now, and I use it, and that's the extent. And I don't use any other antivirus software. Well, I also use Malwarebytes because right, I've been a, a fan of theirs since day one. And uh, Marcin, the founder of Malwarebytes, over a decade ago, helped me out of a horrible virus or malware situation. And you know, it's loyalty. I pay for I pay for the app. It works well. If you go to a website, it catches it before the website even loads. Right. Which Defender will stop it once it's loaded. But Malwarebytes goes that extra step further, and I highly recommend it and use it because it just works perfectly. Yeah, exactly. All right, so this next story I thought was kind of interesting because it talked about how much you were willing to spend on your favorite apps. Yeah. And the the apps that came up, I can't say completely surprised me, but the number one app that the average person would pay, and the amount they would pay on a monthly basis was $4.20. 72% of the people would pay YouTube as their number one app. And I can't, you know, it doesn't surprise me because I cannot tell you how often I go to a story or I look something up or I go, hey, who sang that song? And then immediately I go to YouTube with that. Um, the second one, which I use all the time as well, is Google Maps. $3.48 a month you're willing to pay to have Google Maps. And then I don't use Google Drive. Do you use it? Google Drive, yes, I do. Okay, so are you, are you uh, Google to... Drive, I store actually all my books there. You know, okay. when I'm done with a book, I archive it. I pay extra for extra space. I have a bajillion. For $20, I think I have a gigabyte's worth of storage. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Very inexpensive. gigabytes or a billion, whatever. <laughs> uh, Facebook, surprisingly, was much lower than those. $2.92 a month from the top of YouTube, which was four twenty. Doesn't sound like a lot, but again, you're paying these monthly uh, if if that's what you're actually doing. LinkedIn, which is the big business thing that everybody wants, and I'm part of LinkedIn, and frankly, I never use LinkedIn. Uh, do you use it? Oh, every day. I add people. <laughs> you do. You interact. Yeah, you do use it a lot. Now they say that you, well, you interact. I do because I make connections and right. the you know we talk over that for some unknown reason. I hate it personally, but I have right. to. Okay, so you know? you'd be willing to pay apparently two dollars and eighty four cents a month for LinkedIn. Well, I already pay for a premier membership. So okay, so there, there you go. go. Yeah. Uh, FaceTime 
which I use. I just, uh, my kids were in Alaska this week. So we FaceTimed. They were on a cruise, and that was a lot of fun. But if I use it four times a year, it's a lot. Uh, you're willing to pay $2.78 a month for FaceTime. And then on down, so we don't get too boring here, uh, Reddit came next. Uh, Venmo, which is a very useful tool, by the way, for moving money around. Instagram, you know, you would think every kid is on Instagram. But apparently, that's not one of the more popular ones to pay for. They'd say they'd only pay $2.56 a month, and on and on. Now, Twitter was kind of a surprise. Twitter was way low on the list, um, and that was $2.35 a month. And last was Yelp. Now, I use Yelp fairly frequently. How about you? I, I don't like Yelp, and I'll tell you the reason. And I told the executives of Yelp when I was at a conference um, I don't like Yelp because when you use it on the phone, it wants to force you to download the app. And I know that the app is very intrusive and needs a lot of permissions and sucks your right. data like it's going out of style. Which, by the way, I want to say, when I just came back from my trip, the minute I came back, I took out, uninstalled my TSA app. I uninstalled American Airlines. I uninstalled Marriott. And I right. will install those again when, when I use and, and Uber and Lyft because I'm not using them. Right. So yeah, that's probably not a yeah, bad idea. Don't keep stuff on your phone you're not using because it's sucking your data continually. Correct. Yeah, it's, and it's easy enough to reinstall it. Uh, I assume with Android it's the same as with Apple. Once you've ha installed it, all you do is go into the App Store and say, okay, re-download, and it takes two seconds to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so why keep it on? It's not a matter of space certainly anymore. Right. But it is a matter of privacy. Yeah. Because as long as it's in your phone, it's taking your data. Exactly. All right. Here, here's one. I think, Marsha, we should invest in this and do our, or do our show out of this and invite our listeners to come. Because now on Amazon, we can buy a prefab solar-powered tiny house for $24,000 has a bathroom, expands via remote control units. It's kind of cute looking. Uh, it's not the ugliest thing I've ever seen. No, it's, it's actually, just, it's adorable. It looks kind of like, uh, in, okay. I, I I'm mean, not sure what it looks like. It, it looks like a train station office or something. What are, but I'll it, share. Yeah, that. it looks like a train station office. Absolutely. I'm going to tweet yeah. it out now so everybody okay, can yeah, see Okay, yeah, tweet it out. It's $23,800. Weisenheim Tiny House. You can buy Weisenheimer it on Amazon. Weisenheimer Tiny House. Weisen it's Weisenheimer. Yeah. Uh, there's no Heimer, but okay. Uh, this, uh, let's see. The structure's not eligible for Amazon Prime, and you need to pay an additional thousand bucks for shipping. So you know you're in this thing for about twenty-five grand. Uh, but it's uh, it it's wind. Let's see. Amazon is the solar hey, the powered. The toilet again. looks like something I'd sit on. So I mean, yeah, th there's it's not that. Ugly. Yeah, yeah, it's got a bathroom, a kitchen, again, a remote control that uh, uses the, the hydraulic system to expand and fold. Uh, yeah, but wait, wait, wait. The hydraulic solar systems are optional, so the final price may vary. Oh, it could be. Yeah, you're right. It could be a little bit higher than that. Um, although there were some reviews. Um, let's see. There was also apparently an earlier Amazon tiny house that was only $7,300 called the Allwood 
Solvalia Studio Cabin. Yeah, and one of the reviews said it was a glorified dog kennel. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, This one, I have to say, though, this looks pretty cool. So maybe we should buy it, Martian. We'll set up uh, headquarters. And uh, we'll do our five. If I had, out of there. if I had this, we we could put it on your basketball court, Mark. We could, we could. Yeah, yeah. we haven't been using right. that lately. So yeah, we'll be right. broadcasting uh, out of this new thing. Because uh, I think like my contribute... daughter would take offense in, if I tore down her house. And put it <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, could, do you think we could start a Kickstarter campaign to raise money to uh, build this thing from our listeners? Well, you know, the thing is, I think they're a great thing with the homeless problem we have in the world today. All we need is the land. And, yeah, exactly. These would be cool to you have. Know, You're absolutely right. These would be, con- but Lord knows it doesn't waste money. So no, I doubt no, government would idea. be interested in it at all. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we're almost out of time. Do we have anything in TV movies we want to talk about? I saw The Hummingbird Factor, which was kind of interesting on is. the plane. Uh, you would is. like it. You would like it. It was about these people, long story short, okay? Hummingbird Project. And they're going to put a high-speed wire line from Kansas to the New York Stock Exchange to cut down the speed of getting the... It was good. You'll like it. The Hummingbird. All right. More next week. And please don't drink and drive. We want you back with us. Okay. This is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen. And we're always here for your tech. See you next week on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. Bye-bye from me and Mark. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business Radio. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. It's for every entrepreneur who ever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them. It'll help you to work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, go to scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813.
Kenja Dixon was crowned the number one sales executive through hard work, deep thinking, and the revelation of Universal Talk Laws. He now wants to share these lessons with you. Universal Talk Laws are what you need to know and use in business and at home to have successful and effective conversations. Kenja Dixon shares his wisdom, action plans, and wealth. Each book comes with a chance to win $10,000. Find Universal Talk Laws at KenjaDixon.com. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, CM founder of VinVillage.com and the Wine and Dine Show on Vin Village Radio. Do you have a wine, event, product, or service to promote? Then contact VinVillage.com to reach thousands of wine lovers across the country. VinVillage connects like-minded wine enthusiasts with unique and exclusive wines, events, products, and services. To learn more, contact us on VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect. 